Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to episode number 28 of Sports Medicine on Tap. I'm Jason Kopeck coming to you live from Neck of the Woods Brewing Company, as we do each and every week. Uh, rainy night here in South Jersey. It's a little bit of a smaller crowd, but I got Dr. Frey with me. Yeah, things are good, man. I just finished up office hours. Mm-hmm. Got a few charts left to do, but we get to begin my vacation as of, t- as of tomorrow morning. Actually, as of right now, it's fantastic. Oh, is that right? Are you off the rest of the week? Yeah. So so for those of you who do not live in New Jersey and don't know about Jersey Week, mid-fall every year, there's a, a teacher conferences and whatnot. So kids are off from school. So uh, in Florida and at Disney, they call it Jersey Week because everybody there is from Jersey. We're actually going up to Cooperstown tomorrow, driving up. Crack of dawn tomorrow, uh, no driving up to Cooperstown. Then the next day, heading over to um, the uh, Corning mm-hmm. uh, Glass Museum, which I've heard is spectacular. And then can head out to Niagara Falls. So, so a little little family vacay on the uh, on the on the horizon here. We uh, we had talked about uh, on the last few episodes how this podcast had been hijacked by the NFL, and there's always just an interesting topic to discuss. And you know, we probably maybe, there is again this week. There is again, maybe <laughs> you know, maybe next week we'll we'll talk a little bit about Derrick Henry. We'll have right. a little bit more information, but sure, I'm super excited to get back to some baseball chat. Heck and yeah. uh, you brought a great guest back with you. Yeah, and that and that's the key to this, right? Welcome back, Greg Burke. Thanks for coming on again. I'm really happy to have you here. Yeah, thanks for having me back. I mean, I agree. It's time to get some <laughs> baseball in here a little bit. I was right. expecting to be back before this. It's been like 15 <laughs> episodes, so I hope it's not 15 episodes before the next time I get on, but we'll get see. You back on. All right, yeah, the offseason's coming, but that could be interesting, too. Well, Greg, last time we had you on, it was mid-June. Uh, we were talking about Tyler Glass now. Uh, let's recap that. You know, it, Like you said, it's been a few episodes now. We know a lot more than we did back in mid-June, but a lot of that conversation, if I recall Dr. Frey, right, we were talking yeah. about uh, the banning of the foreign substances and um, yeah, so so that was kind of the hot topic at that point in time, right? Um, that a lot of the pitchers were using the the, the quote unquote uh, well, banned substances. They're mixing, you know, uh, rosin with with sunscreen, which makes a nice tacky substance. And the, they were going to the, the MLB was going to start cracking down on this. And and then Tyler Glass now has uh, suffers an injury, you know, uh, a Tommy John or ulnar collateral ligament tear, right? Partial and, at the time, we think. Partial, right? right, right, right. And he, he blamed it on the fact that MLB came out. <laughs> That's one of the things we talked about, right? I think it just clicked, right? right. We, we heard what he said. We're like, yeah, you're yeah. right. It always is a partial. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so so he, he tears his uh, partial tear of his uh, on the collateral ligament. And MLB, he came out and criticized Major League Baseball, saying that they should not have come out midseason and tried to enforce this and cre- create all these changes on, a, on the uh, drop of a dime. And, 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 you know, this is something that should have happened in the offseason. He had to change his grip a little bit as a result, and that's what caused his injury. And, um, you know, we're, we're unsure. Like, is there any validity to that? And now on just what we were, we were all just joking around a little bit about, in that show we talked about how it seems that every time someone's going to try to rehab it it's a partial tear we're going to get you through it try to save some of your season it doesn't work and they wind up with surgery anyway and where did this one go ended up having surgery of course which it's inevitable it happens every single time i feel like prp injection whatever it is rest and rehab next thing you know you're trying to come back and it's torn and like I don't know. I mean, I guess it's worth a shot, but yeah. in my opinion, just get it done. You get back sooner than later, but they're trying to get back for the end of the season, especially yeah. if they're a contender team. But but the big drawback, know. right? Like, so now he's probably out all the next season. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. just get it done. Just yeah. get it done. But ultimately, it's up to the player. Right? And I, I don't like, recall what did he even get back 
where did he was he just going through the rehab process? He never got back on nah, the mound. I don't think he, he ever got back. Yeah. He, I mean, he might have done like minor league rehabs. But, yeah, a couple bullpens yeah, or something. Couple pitches, like, yeah. nah, I'm done. Yeah. you know what yeah. I mean. So, um, yeah. So I, I don't know. So so the whole foreign substance thing, like it seems to have died down, or whether they have a better grasp on it, or just not a hot topic anymore. But it's interesting when I watch games now. You know, as they're you know the three outs are ended and the pitchers walking off the field, they all like it seems like maybe I'm just a little more hypersensitive, but the camera always goes to like the umpire checking the the pitcher's Some, hat and right. gloves. So that's that's what it, that's what it now is. Mm -hmm. After every inning, when the pitcher walks off the field, the umpire must check their hat and glove if they give it to him, right? Yeah. Because um, before it was. It, I think I think when it first started, it was if the opposing team wants them to Requested, check it, they can right. check it, which is like ridiculous. But they sure. were working through it, right? Yeah. I mean, Joe Girardi did it right with uh, Max Scherzer when yeah. he was back on the yeah, Nationals yeah. Like, three times in a game, and it right. was like it was absurd. Was so, it he's the one who was like disrobing? Who, who yeah, was exactly. It? Yeah, 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 it was yeah. it. He like pulled his like his like <laughs> baseball pants down, and he yeah. was like, which yeah, I, check me." You know? I think Girardi even came out and said like he could see it was just getting into yeah. Scherzer's head, like he uh, was well, playing yeah. like mind games at that point. It's a tactical move at that point, right? So you whatever, and that's a lot of baseball, right? In general. But um, although ridiculous, but you know, at this point, I think they've got a grasp on it. We'll see, and we talked a little about this off air um, mm -hmm. about what the CBA brings next year, about yeah. all that, and, and the rules, and that's going to be a mess. Well, let but, me ask you this: you mentioned that it, the the talk behind it is, is dying down. Is the use of foreign substance dying down, or have we we went through a quick stage, but now we've gotten adapted to we can hide it again? Uh, great question. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? yeah. I mean, first of all, I don't know. Right. But but sure. If, and if I don't. had to speculate, yeah, it's probably still going on. Yeah. I don't know how it's going on, right. but there, there's, well, there's a places, will, there's a way, yeah. right? Yeah. Like you know, high risk. These guys high have reward. a lot on the line. Exactly. Right. So I mean, look, as far as I know, and I don't know if I'm actually accurate, but I think there's only been like one person actually suspended. Yeah. From, and it was early right. on. What right. was his name? Santiago? Uh, yeah, it was a uh, Latin guy. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Say, I forget and, his name. Yeah, and I, I think you might be right. Something like, along those lines. It was like fairly obscure guy. Yeah. Um, we talked about it in the last. Yeah, exactly. When you were right. on the last and time. as far as I know, he was the only person ever suspended that had any kind of repercussions. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'd imagine it still goes on. I mean, people are still right. trying to throw, you know, these super breaking balls and whatnot. Maybe it's clear now. You just can't say. I have no idea. Right. So, you know so, what I mean? right. so, a couple questions for you, and just kind of get your thoughts, and you know, just being, you know. Uh, baseball connoisseur and, 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 and kind of watching it and, and the only one of the three of us that's been on the mound you know so absolutely yes. <laughs> that's right that's right do you think that there has been do you think and this you know this is anecdotal right this is not looking at the numbers this is not science but but do you think there has been an uptick in potential pitcher injuries just like Tyler Glass now was um, alluding to, alluding to yeah, yeah it, it, to be honest with you I mean at first, when I when I when I read an article, this is way back when with the glass article, I'm like, this guy's ridiculous. Like, there's yeah. no way this is causing injuries. Right. I just immediately thought that, and then I tried to let it sink in a little bit, and just and like, and some of the things he said started to resonate, started to click, and I'm like, yeah, I got it. Like when the ball feels like it's super smooth, I'm feeling like, well, I used to have to just grip the hell out of it and try to throw it, but when you can get some tacky substance and, and get some kind of like traction on it, I feel like. You, you you use like your 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 muscles less like your forearm muscle. You had to grip it a little less. So like there might be some validity there. I, right. I, I don't know, right? It's all yeah. anecdotal, right? Like sure. I really don't know, but I think it's uh, worth exploring. And I don't even know how you explore that. But um, I'll tell you how is uh, residents out there listening. Anyone who wants to do a sports <laughs> medicine fellowship, start collecting the data, man, and start crunching the numbers. That is a yeah, good yeah. study. Yeah. No, that's a, that's an interesting study too, right? right. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. So we'll see. I mean, to be honest with you, I've been a little bit disconnected about all the injuries. I'm sure, and every year there's UCL injuries. Up to, you know, it's crazy, right? All, all day, all, every day. But um, right. Um, so I don't know, but I guarantee it's still going on somehow, some way, or there's a new way to do it. Right. So, TBD, I guess. Till the next podcast. That's right. It better not be 15 weeks. I tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> the beers are just that good down here. I mean, you're welcome to join us every Tuesday night, but Perfect. you know. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, hey, if, if I recall, you were uh, you went through this yourself when you were at Duke, right? So yeah. you've been through this process. You had the surgery. Can you walk us through now post-surgical for Tyler Glass now? Obviously, you know, we're, we're not with him, know him, friends with him in any way. But um, walk us through the rehab process. We touched on a little bit 15 episodes ago, but what, what was <laughs> his first couple that. weeks were? What was his first couple months like? Yeah, I mean, look, protocols have probably changed. I guarantee you they've changed. And, more yeah. aggressive, right? Yeah. I mean, I had it in 2002. Mm-hmm. Right. It's been a long time ago, right? Yeah. So, and I wasn't Tyler Glass now, right? Like, mm-hmm. this guy has so much torque and force, and he's just yeah. a gifted athlete, right? right? So, I mean, I wasn't like him, but for me, right, my personal experience, the biggest thing was trusting that it wasn't going to, it was there, that it was mm-hmm. fixed, right? right? That took a while, right? I mean, I think I started throwing socks. I don't know if that's done anymore, but like, it was ridiculous. Yeah. I was literally throwing pairs of socks right. rolled up yeah. and just to build the confidence of, okay, you can throw it. It's mm-hmm. not going to break. Like, give mm-hmm. it, you know, so I don't know if he's dealing with that or whoever's dealing with this it. This is when, a when huge was component in a yeah. lot of injuries, for the yeah, especially the ACLs, man. Like, there you go. this is a big part of the equation. Yeah, you got to trust it. Yeah, yeah, you got to trust sure, that it's sure. fixed, right? And then, you know, your physician, your rehab person tells you, go, yeah. push it. You can do this. You e- know? Even before you started throwing those socks, I mean, I, I saw a picture. Uh, you guys still throw socks, by the <laughs> way? <man? laughs> I actually don't know. I don't yeah. know. I don't Probably not. I saw a great picture. Tyler was actually doing a podcast himself uh, back maybe like a month after. He's he got time. He was in that big old brace, right? It brought me back a little bit to the baseball days. Sure. How long were you in that brace for? How long does that last? Dude, I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to think. I, 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 it, I'm going to get this wrong. It, yeah, looks like a, it looks like a line in this ACL. Wrong. Yeah, it you was. Know, like, uh, it wasn't... I don't, I don't want to put a number to it because I'm going to no. sound like an idiot. Yeah. I, I was, it was what way it le- it was like? less time. It was <laughs> yeah. less time than I thought it was going to be. Let's yeah. put it that way. Yeah. I was out of that sling and trying to gain motion back way sooner than I thought it was mm-hmm. going to be. Um, That's an elbow. That's what you got to do. Right. You got to move yeah. an elbow. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I mean, right. So like I said, I'm not going to put a number to it, but it, yeah. it felt like I was out of that sling and moving things way too early back to the mental part about it. Like, right. wow, should I be doing this? Like, yeah, this right. doesn't make sense to right. me. You just right. reconstructed my ligaments, my yeah. arm. Yeah. Uh, I think I think the mental part about it, the psychological, like, uh, just, you know, safety net that you feel like, you know, you want to, like, hold mm. back. You don't want to go too far. You don't want to extend your arm when you throw. Um, things like that. I think there are baby steps, and I'm sure that it's all individual to individual about how they can just be super aggressive to it. But um, and you don't want to do it again at the, at the end of the day, right? It's always back to mind. No, I don't want to re-tear this. Right. I don't want to go through this again. Yeah. So um, you just have to trust. It's a huge trust factor. That's why it's important to have a person that you Speaking trust. Speaking of re-tear, I'm, I'm going to hold you accountable for for, for throwing <laughs> it out there about the Grom who had previously torn. And all of a sudden, where are we now? And during the show, you were like, you know, what what happens if the Grom has another injury? You know, like these guys are too important. I was like, don't even say it. And then here we go. Well, look, dude, Jake, he's a great dude. He's a phenomenal dude. I want him to do well forever. He's a really nice guy. Uh, but man, he gets hurt all the time. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but guess what? You're throwing 100 plus miles an hour with the stuff he has. I think that's what it is. I don't know if it's inevitable, but right. he's a freak. Um, I hope he gets back and hope he, you know, he'll have a long career. I, yeah. I think yeah, part I of it, it sounds silly, but I think it's people like literally pushing the, 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 the limits of like, like biologics, like human, you know, physics. Like, like 
like yeah. you can like that's it. You're reaching the absolute top. Right. That stress that the human body can handle, or that Absolutely. the ligament can handle. It's a and joke. I mean, look. When I was growing up, and I was—I mean, I think I said this in the last podcast. Like, like ninety was like the mat. Like, dude, right. you hit ninety, your money. Yeah. I'm sure there were fewer. Now it's like injuries. you need to hit ninety-five. Yeah. You have to hit ninety-five. Right. right. Yeah, and a lot so, of people do it, right? Exactly, right. But, but that means a lot more people are also going to be... Yeah, right? yeah. So I, I, guess it's, I guess it's a counter for that. Who knows? Are, in 20 years or 10 years, are we going to say everybody's throwing 105 now? I don't think so. I don't think so. Maybe, I, I really I don't think, think so we're either. We're hitting the limit. Yeah, I don't think so either. Right. But it's interesting to see where, where we might be. Yeah. I mean, so, now if you think about the... Uh, YouTube internet sensation where the guy showed up at the White Sox game to the the radar gun. Like Isn't little, that insane? And the guy just off the street was throwing 97. And I mean, they signed him to a minor league deal, I think, yeah, later. I yeah, like they were just like, <laughs> right. uh, I, mean, I think it was, it was outrageous, though. He just took, you know. Yeah, I, so, I don't know. I mean, I, I think. Basically, saying to your point, 90 what used to be yes, the, the yes, gold yes, standard. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Do you guys remember? I don't know if either one of you remember this. Um, this would probably be 2009. That's when I did my fellowship. 2009, 2010. In India, they held a competition called the Golden Arm, where it was basically who can throw a ball the hardest. Mm -hmm. And whoever did, I forget what award they, they won. They, they got some award. And one, one was like a former javelin thrower, and the other one, I think like a cricket pitcher or something like that. And these are two guys, you know, that lived in India their whole lives and, like, you know, um, you know don't, didn't even speak English and whatnot. And actually, the Pittsburgh Pirates organization signed both of the, the, oh, wow. two, like the, the first place guy and the second place guy. And I remember actually being a spring training during my fellowship, being out in cool. Bradenton, and those guys were there. there Number one, extraordinarily nice guys, right? Like, of course. Had, had, right. Like, like, just like felt, I'm sure, felt like I have no right being here and here I am getting a shot and like just the nicest people in the world. Um, but then, too, like, they took a chance, right? And, and yet you find a guy that throws 90-something mm -hmm. miles an hour, and it, they're just so few and far between if you're not already in baseball. Yeah. I'm, and they I'm, went for it. Yeah, Didn't I remember work that out. story, too, right? Yeah. yeah. I think I followed him. I think he had a fizzle on out, but, like, it's the cricket players. Right? I mean, cricket's right. huge, right? It's right. not in this country, right? right. In other places, right. it is monstrous. Like, yeah. it is the sport, right? Right. So, I mean, baseball's an American sport, right? And it's also gone down to... The Dominican, South America, right? Puerto Rico, Asia. Mexico, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and Asia, obviously, yeah. Asia, yeah. right? Huge. So you think about, I mean, those are where it's at, but there's so many parts of the world that don't play baseball or right. play a form of baseball somehow. So there's got to be, you know, um, a gifted athlete somewhere where they can like, man, we're going to find this, you know, yeah. pearl somewhere and it's going to it's gonna work out. And These guys it, it might, even it know should. the rules of right? baseball. Of course they do. But, hey, I get this ball. Ted Lasso it, right? right. <laughs> I throw it as hard as I can that way and somebody's going to pay me money, right. I'm in. I'm in. You know do it. I mean? yeah, of course yeah. I'm in. And I'm going to go to America. Why not? Who yeah. cares? It's a good experience not their life. You know, either way. I don't think I've ever been set up better for a segue to the next, you know, kind of topic of discussion until you brought up Asia. You're but welcome. Why You're don't welcome. we talk about Otani uh, and uh, the LA Angels, <laughs> right? I mean, can, can you ever have imagined somebody producing the type of season that he did from both sides of things, from the mound and the field? So, so this is what I always say, right? And, I, and, and like, whatever. So I talk to people, you know, especially out of college, high school, right? When you guys all played Little League, right? Mm -hmm. The best pitcher was almost always the best hitter. Of course. Yeah. Right? They were the best. Right. And then somewhere along the line, yeah. that didn't happen anymore. Yeah. Sure. Somebody said, you're not going to hit anymore. Or right. you're not going to pitch anymore. It's usually you're not going to hit anymore because, right. you know, arms pitching are... Pitching yeah. so valuable. Right. Yeah. No time to come by. And when I was in college, I saw a few guys do it. Um, the Grom. Mike... Well, yeah, the Grom. Yeah, yeah. But he was... Not, not quite he's different, right? Yeah. I remember Michael Owings. Yeah. Like, anyway, it was a Georgia Tech guy. And the Grom was actually a position player. Exactly, right. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, long story short, 
I'm happy to see this. Like, right. I'm happy to see that somebody finally said, or it was Babe Ruth and then Otani. Yeah, of course. But like, dude, this guy can play the field. He can yeah. crush, and yeah. he's gonna throw 100 miles an hour. Like, right. he's a gifted athlete, and he should do both. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, you know, he had phenomenal success this year. Obviously, right? I mean, he's crushing 40 plus, maybe 50 homers. I don't know. But he was around those range. Yeah. Right. Exactly. It was that sub three area, maybe yeah. something around those. Play. Yeah. But you know, all star. You know, for both positions. So I think it's really cool for the sport. I mean, obviously MLB is loving it, right? Mm -hmm. This guy. We can market him all day, mm -hmm. every day. Um, we can hit different countries with this guy, and um, you know his jersey sales are probably through the roof. But yeah, it's really cool to see that. I mean, what I'd love to really see is the Angels actually do well. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Because look, they got this Otani guy who's yeah. amazing, and Incredible. you got Mike Trout, the best player ever, yeah. right? and he's from our backyard, yeah, right. which I is know. really cool. Very cool. Um, and they signed Rendon this year. They get so much money invested, and they can't make the damn playoffs. Right. It's yeah. like all I want to see is Mike Trout in the playoffs. Yeah. Crushing yeah. baseballs, right. you know, and you know, so. But regardless, that's like a whole like another situation. Then you got but, Tampa Bay, right? The the exact opposite. Right. Yeah. Who aren't spending money at all? Right. right. And you got these <laughs> phenomenal arms, and I don't know how they do it, but they have the, they have the recipe for success. Whether it's their bullpen arms, or I don't know how they scout these guys and these trades. They think, you right. know, when they make them, you're like, what are you doing? And then it turns out to be just like these amazing arms get it right. that are just. You know, yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, they they get the recipe for success. They're not there this year, but they were they were in the hunt at least. Um, you they know, made the playoffs, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they won the I NL think East. They finished. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, yeah. So I don't know. So back to your Otani point. The guy's awesome. I want to keep seeing success. I hope mm -hmm. there's more guys like him. I read something obscure that there's another guy from Asia or um, uh, Japan. He's supposed to be uh, he's Otani like, but he's a two way player. Mm -hmm. So we'll see whether there's more like him. I don't know. Um, Given that he ended up cutting the season short, having some arm soreness, I'm almost afraid to ask, but do you see the Angels ever stepping in and preventing that two way? Would they have him focus on one or the other to keep him season long? I mean, I, I hope not. Yeah, yeah. But the Embiid thing, right? Like the right. Load, load management. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Hey, is and it I think that's the could natural be. next step, unfortunately, and yeah, why, it why it's done so rarely right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, their business front office is going to disagree with that highly. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you that much. They're going to yeah. say, there's no way we're going right. to scale back on this guy who yeah. pitches every fifth day and plays yeah. every other day. Sure. Or whatever. Um, I don't know. I, I don't see the trend going that way. I, I don't. I don't. I really don't. I think maybe if you see more two-way guys like him, you know, throughout different teams in the league, and then start to decline, then maybe. But I, I just feel like baseball is super cyclical, right? Like mm -hmm. you see, like these trends go up and down, back and forth, round and round. So I think, I think right now the trend is to be, you know, trendy, almost yeah. like to be trendy. Yeah. Like, yeah. hey. This works. I could, we can find another guy that's going to do this. So yeah, do you think that this is just you know once in a lifetime or one, you know once in thirty years, or do you think you're, right, now they're searching for the next guy and going to yeah. try to make it happen? Yeah, prob uh, probably. I mean, look, I don't want to downplay his ability right. because his ability is unique and mm -hmm. sure. you know significant. But beyond that, I do think other people or you know other teams are saying, organizations are saying, yeah, why can't we do this? Like, let's let's think outside the box. And that's all baseball has been the last. Man, I don't know, 10 years, eight years? Yeah, think outside, outside the box. The box. Yeah. Right. Analytics. Analytics. What right. can we do? What's yeah. different? What can we find that would that that quantifies winning? Right? Exactly. Like, like nobody else yeah. has figured right. out. It's the Bill Belichick like right. syndrome, yeah. right? I'm gonna do what's the league do? I'm gonna do the opposite yeah. and try to like be different and, and change things. So it looks like it's going that way. It'll probably go back to the old school way years and years and years from now. But um, so we'll see. I don't know. But it's you know And to your point too, like when you mentioned the best hit uh, the best pitcher was always the best hitter. And then somewhere that changes, not only that, but like it almost all of a sudden they're unathletic. 
like, you know, they swing bad, you, you know. Depends it, how you define that, but okay. Yeah, you know, but it's like all of a sudden it's like, you've done this before, but it, you know, you're going up there and just, looks like you've never done it. Yeah, yeah. You know? well, I, and when does that come in? Like, uh, <laughs> great point, right? I mean, uh, you're right. You don't swing about for a little while. You start to see 90 plus, you feel like an idiot, <laughs> you know, yeah, trying to I'm actually sure. hit that, right? Yeah. I mean, um, I, I think if you tell most, Good college athletes who are not baseball players get in there and hit that, that get in that batting cage, hit that ball that's going 90 miles an hour. They have zero percent chance. Of catching oh, up to oh that it ball. is really yeah. difficult, right? Yeah. It's so really difficult. I feel like you know when you use the term unathletic, is it or athletic? Like, like you know, even if a guy's you know maybe not you know this physical specimen the way he looks, that's athletic gift, man. Like not everybody has the oh, ability absolutely. to, yeah, to, to yeah, yeah, make the decision yeah. on when to swing and, yeah. and and the eye hand-eye coordination and the speed to catch up to that. Like that's mm -hmm. it's extraordinary. Yeah. I always related to there's a uh, a drill that we do in, in football and uh, called the pat and go. You kind of just do it as a warm up, and you could take a pro athlete, but try to watch a 300 pound lineman just catch a 20 yard lob. It's like all of a sudden they're not coordinated at all and the ball is all over the place and they're tripping over their own feet but it's like at some point you were you could do this right like when did you just lose all ability to catch a football i have no idea right you know what i mean like, it's so repetitious like yeah. you do things so many times over and over and, over, and then you don't do those things are so far and they're out of your yeah. mind even and you try to do them it's like what yeah um, yeah you know whatever yeah. it's it's uh it's interesting i mean i always say baseball is a, a game of skill right it's right. a game of repetition skill routine and um, of course, being athletic always helps. Right. But um, I think John Crux, said, John Crux said one time, we all know who John Crux is, he right. said, uh, I'm not an athlete, I'm a baseball player, yep. right? And, yeah. and it's a perfect you know, summarization right. of what it comes down to. Yeah. Right? You, you yeah. don't necessarily need to be athletic, you just need to be really good yeah. at baseball moves yeah. and do it a lot. That's you right. know? So not winning probably, the, the decathlon or whatever. You know, yeah, like exactly, that. right. I don't need to be good at exercise. Right. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Greg, game six of the World Series tonight. Probably uh, first pitch probably here in, in any minute now, as a matter of I fact. Know. Murray, uh, Murray's texting me right now. I'm not entirely course, sure why we got uh, got some hockey on down here at the bar. We can talk to the bartender <laughs> about that. But it's um, Fred and Steve. But hey, it, 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 uh, I'll tell you why. Because that's the fly. <laughs> it is the fly. I mean, I, I had a look. I squinted local, a little bit. That, but that's, yeah. just how, that's how it's going to go. They've been doing well, though, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah, they've been doing all right. Yeah. But hey, uh, game one of the World Series gets off to a real interesting start, right? Charlie Morton of the Atlanta Braves takes mm -hmm. a line drive off the off the shin, off the leg. leg we yeah. Said, yeah. Your thoughts on that? I mean, he. So we now know, obviously, you know, fibula uh, fracture. fracture. Yeah. He pitched another six outs, I think it was five outs, yeah. I think. That was a missile too. When I saw yeah. that like yeah. happen live, I'm like. Wow, he hit really hard. Yeah. Um, but he played it off. Yeah. I'm just assuming adrenaline. I right. can only imagine right. the adrenaline he was right. going through, right? Yeah. That just took over and let him finish that inning or whatever it was. I think he finished the inning, right? He yeah, finished, finished the inning. And, and he came back out the next inning. Oh, yeah, he did yeah, come yeah, out the yeah, next inning. Yeah. Okay. And then eventually he did kind of cave into pain. It was, you know, it was yeah, too yeah, uncomfortable. It's, yeah. it's understandable. Like, yeah. <laughs> Started to swell, I'm assuming. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, the truth is, right? So we see we see ankle fractures all the time. And and lots of times that's the end right away. I think the difference between this particular ankle fracture, so fibular fracture, depending on where it is along the leg, the fibula being the small bone in yeah. the leg, um, the tibia being the big bone in the leg, um, you, you break a bone, especially if it's lower down, we, we, we consider that to be an ankle fracture. And the big difference between what happened to him and what we see with the vast majority of ankle fractures is that this particular one likely didn't include any ligaments, right? So, mm -hmm. so if you have a twisting injury to your ankle, you're tearing a bunch of ligaments in the ankle, and this creates an unstable fracture pattern. You're really 
far more limited. You can't put mm. weight on it. It's sliding around. It's unstable. Um, it's, it's, it's a lot more painful. In this particular situation, this was um, a, in, like an impaction injury, mm. right? So was, the ball hit him hard enough in just the right or just the wrong place, depending on how you think about it, to crack the bone. And um, yeah, no, he it didn't have that same instability, but I'm sure it hurt like heck. And he went as far as he could, and eventually, it's 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 impacting his ability to perform. And you know that that's it. You can't be the best version of yourself out there. Uh, a phrase stolen from Brad Bernardini. And and then it's time. You know, you call it and get someone else out there who's going to do a better job. Yeah, and Charlie's a great dude too. Like when I was with the the Phillies for spring training back in 2016, he was with them. He actually got hurt that year, but like. Really great dude, and he's had a such a resurgence. I don't want right. to even say a resurgence, but like he's had a really great late career. Late like, career, like That's amazing. Exactly. Started off, I think, with Atlanta. He spent some time in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Really didn't evolve in Pittsburgh. He was, he was all posted, around, and yeah. he moved all over the place. He bounced, and then eventually, really turned it on in the yeah. last like I don't know four years, five years. I agree. Years? Yeah. Do you think, do you, so do you it's think the, substance I, I, is that in there? I don't know. I, I, I really don't think so. I right. think that um, he's always had the attitude, and he's always. Right. it's not like he's thrown, he was throwing 90 or yeah. 88, and he's always thrown 100. I mean, he's always been like that low to mid-90 range, but right. his curveball's been always really good. Right. Um, he had all the stuff. And like, like all Always the stuff. He just yeah. he just figured it out, and, he, and he's put it together. So I really do hope that, uh, I remember, I hope they win. I, I, I want the Braves to win, too, but I hope he continues to, to do it. It's only a fifth fresh. He'll be back. But, right. Um, yeah, good dude, but tough dude. You know what I mean? Wants to play through and a good teammate. So. so so this actually brings up a question, right? Part of what we wanted to talk about today, and, and, and we, we touched on it a little bit, was the fact that, you know, Tyler Glass now made this argument that the, the, the mid-season change in the rules, or the rules being enforced, let's say, led to his injury. And here we are now, and the Braves are doing some unprecedented things due to an absolute dearth of starting pitching, right, right? They just had um, Dylan Lee be the first ever first start in the World Series, right? And then and then that, that's game four, and then game five follows up with uh, Tucker Davidson, um, game five, rookie, uh, or rookie, and yeah. generally a reliever, although they stretched him out a little bit, yep. um, starting game five, like, like, this is the World Series, and this is what yeah. you're going to. It, so, yeah. so is there any validity to what Tyler Glass now was saying, and, and does that have anything to do with the fact that there's this dearth of really, really kind of across the majors to some extent, um, but obviously affecting the Braves, a dearth of starting pitching? Yeah, I mean, they, they, it's funny because back to the analytical thing, right? right. So this, is, this has been a trend. This, you know, I don't know if the race started it, I'm trying to think, but they were definitely for sure one of the like first pioneers of this, right? right. Um, this this theory of these these openers, right? right they used right. to be closers, they, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now they have openers. They were the first, I think, right? Weren't yeah, they? probably. Yeah. I mean, if they weren't, they were one of the first. Very right? interesting idea. So the opener, right? And the whole point of the opener, right? Think about it from the other standpoint of the managers, right? You got a right-handed pitcher pitching, right? So you're going to try to load your lineup with lefties, right? Because right on, you know. Righties do better against righties. Right-handed pitchers do better against right-handed batters. They don't want to pitch against left-handed batters, yeah, it's, right? It's easier to kind of throw the ball. Exactly away. right. Numbers go otherwise. So, um, so if you start to combat that, you're a right-handed pitcher. You're starting. You got all these lefties in the lineup. You had them pitch one inning. You have them pitch against you know three, four, five batters, right? And then all of a sudden you put a lefty in the game. Now the lefty has the advantage. The lefty pitcher of all these left-handers in the lineup. The other team try to combat the right-handed pitcher. So it's right. totally thrown off strategy. So it's a, it's a purely strategical move, right? Of course. And it's it works. Right. I mean, it does. It's shown that it works. So, however, the Braves have had really good starting pitching. 
Yeah. So they don't, they, you know, when you have really good like the Dodgers, you don't necessarily need to like mess with the, the recipe, right? right? It works. You let Kershaw pitch, you let right. um, Charlie Morton pitch, you right. let these guys pitch who do really well against right-handers or left-handers. However, they've had some injuries, right? Charlie Morton goes down. Yeah. Um, early in the season, they had that Soroka kid go down. Right. who was right, right. really good. Yeah. So you start to do that. So I'll give it to the Braves to really adapt and to really change their their mode of how they how, how they go about it. pitching to, to other players so or other teams. So I think that's really cool. So I don't know I don't know if it has anything to do about. Well, I mean, guess what? It, it absolutely has something to do with the longevity of how how long pitchers pitch in games because yeah. it used to be the old motto was we need to get you seven innings yeah. right get them seven innings right two players or yeah. two two pitchers to pitch in the eighth and ninth right. But that's slowly declined, right? Now it's like, give us five good days. Right. It's crazy. Um, so you almost have these hybrid starters. They're not even yeah. starters. They just, they're long relievers, right? And, and part of that, I think, has also become two, th- two times through the lineup, right? Third time through the lineup, you're, you're going to get, not necessarily being tired, it's that batter seeing you for yeah. the third time and Absolutely. numbers oh, yeah. will bear out that you're not going to do as well. Yeah, the more you pitch against guys, right, the numbers always go up. The so, batting averages go up. So does the opener help with that, right? Absolutely. Because so now you're, you are getting to the sixth or seventh inning right. um, just because you got an opener. To, Absolutely. To and you're also throw. getting rid of your first three, four batters of the lineup, which right. generally the best, best batters, batters right, right? Right, right? So you face them less. Right. There, I mean, there's all this, this, this backdoor thinking that, like, you know, for the most part, the common fan doesn't think about, right? Sure. They're like, oh, it's a novel idea. Okay. It, it is a chess it game. It's a chess game. There's that, and that's the beauty about baseball, at least from my standpoint, right? It's a thinking yeah. man game. Of all the major sports out there, yeah. I think baseball is the biggest chess game of all. Absolutely. And guess what? It'll probably change in a couple years. Right. right? Yeah, right, and that's right. the thing, too. I, I told you, baseball's cyclical. It'll go back to probably these long relievers or these long, you know, starters throwing multiple innings. But who knows? But guess what? When you have the options of just, like, four or five guys out of your bullpen throwing 100 miles an hour, that's not a bad choice, right? <laughs> Hearing you talk, I couldn't help but think about uh, my former manager that I worked for with the Camden River Sharks, who was a gentleman drafted in the third round of the 1972 draft, right, with the Rangers. About as old school as you can imagine. As a matter of fact, I, I still remember traveling with the team. He had his duffel bag from the Rangers from oh, his yeah. draft year that he insisted that's what he was going to travel nice. with. You know that Ranger navy blue? I mean, this thing was so faded, it was lighter than Carolina blue, (laughs) right? But I'm picturing him just being like, opener? What the hell are you talking about? Like, you know, like he was as old school as you could get. And I I can imagine what goes through his mind nowadays when he sees, you know, kind of the new wave. Yeah, and and I'd imagine that's what front offices are always dealing with. They have been dealing with for a while, right? right? It's the hybrid of the baseball guy. I don't need numbers i gotta the, i get the eye the analytics yeah right i can the just watch test. them right yeah. I, can, I can see what they look like <laughs> that, that's that, a player that guy's gonna pitch till he can't wipe his ass tomorrow exactly. you know like. right, right and then the other guy who's you know who's never stepped on a field in his life and he crunches numbers and he's like well this guy gets on base more than anybody in baseball money ball and right exactly so you start to get all these obscure stats and look they're probably both right. right. You probably need a hybrid. Somebody, right? in, you yeah, need somebody in the middle to, to really go what's going, you know, right. to know what's going on or be successful or whatever it may be. But um, yeah, and look, they, I, I think I even think the Browns tried that a little while. I mean, who they knows? did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, Paul uh, Paul well, De Podesta. De they Podesta, hi, they yeah. hired Paul De Podesta years ago. Who was who a, was the Moneyball guy? From yeah, Open, he was yeah. in New York for a little bit when I was yeah. at him. He's yeah. a good dude. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if it worked out. Maybe it did. I don't know. The Browns are all right right they now. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe yeah. he was the 
He's not there anymore, yeah, but, but maybe it was there. some of maybe what he did. That, yeah, yeah. But I guarantee this. other sports are, I mean, you're always looking at a way to win, right? right. Whatever it is, obscure, especially outside the box, whatever sport it is. So um, who knows? I, you the know. beauty about, one of the beautiful things about baseball is it, it is fairly quantifiable, and I don't know that all other sports are as quantifiable. And that, that's, so um, yeah. maybe it does work, but that's why yeah. it's a little bit of a stretch for, for other sports to try yeah. to take that Look, in. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm on board. I'm yeah. on board with it. Like, yeah. hey. You don't need to get a hit every time you get on base. Right. You can do, there's other things to do it. Or, you know, um, all of these, these these obscure stats that they have in the dugout where it's like, okay, this guy does really well against a, uh, a, a batter who has an uppercut swing or yeah. puts the ball in play. You know, like, it, I, I, I can't argue with that sometimes. The only thing is, it's like when the media gets hold of it, it's like when it works, you look like you're a genius. When, yeah. it, when it doesn't work, you're an idiot. Yeah. Why would your you do that? Right? right, exactly. So... so I saw something the other day, and I hate to say this, I'm almost embarrassed to say this, I don't know what, what, what the rule is on this, I imagine it's okay, but I thought I saw the Braves pitcher pull out a little card as he's getting ready. I didn't know that you could have a little card on you, yeah. cheat sheet and whatnot. Like, oh, you yeah. see in football, you know, the guy, the, the, yeah, the, have wrist, their yeah, the wrist. But are you allowed to have a little index yeah. card and, whatnot and, yeah. and have notes on your Yeah, like the entire team have it, right? Yeah. Because yeah. It, it's you get all of these scouting reports. Like, right. I don't know, uh, Nate, uh, Freddie Freeman comes up. Where does he sure. hit the ball the most time? Right. Look in the outfield. Don't look in the outfield. Okay, my shift is right center. Right. I need to do this. But then also for the pitcher, it's um, signs change, right? So they'll have like one through five. Right. Like, okay, they'll look at the catcher and they'll, sh they'll throw a number two up. That means with Houston, look a, on your it's card. It's a different number buzzes, and with Houston, it's a different number. <laughs> oh, of course, outside, obviously. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they, they already know. They're, they're, they're filming it on these right, sheet sheets right, right. anyway. But, you know, it changes the signs. Now it's like the sign after the, the three, or right. it's the every second signal. Like, it, you know, so all those things. So it's a really simple way to change things up and to keep. Uh, I want to say kids, but whatever. The, yeah. the, the players informed. You sure. know what I mean? To keep them really informed and right. to keep them up to date on what's going on. So right. it's, a, it's a simple way to do it. And that's, I, honestly, I think it's a great idea. Why not? Sure. I mean, baseball's a slow sport as it is. Yeah. It takes three seconds to take off your cap and look to see what's what. Right. You know, so. Uh, Greg, we were talking a little bit before we started. I think it's probably worth mentioning. We, we might be looking at some unfortunate dark times of, of Major League Baseball coming up. That Dr. Freddie, you want to lead us in on that? Yeah, yeah, no. So it's actually, you know, today, what's today? Today's November 2nd. Um, one month from today, I think this, uh, the, the Major League Baseball collective bargaining agreement is up. And we're probably looking at a, a, a strike, right? The, the, yeah. Of course, the owners are really pushing hard for this, for salary cap, right? And, and and players are really anti-salary cap. Makes it certainly makes a lot of sense from their perspective. Um, it's, it's it's interesting the baseball dynamic, man. Baseball players have stand to make far more money really, than any other sport, right? Like it's, oh, it's yeah. pretty amazing. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of curious. What what one baseball is also fighting some declining. Um, viewership, right? Like, and we talked about maybe that was the maybe that was the incentive for them to make a change in, in, in the enforcement of the pitching rules because they, they they want more offense. Offense tends to bring viewers to the to, mm -hmm. to the table. Um, you know, what happens if, if they do go down the road? If there if there is a strike shortened season, and, and and who do you think is right on this particular issue? Yeah, Look, a man, lot there, man. They have a lot <laughs> to handle, and there's so many things. Look, there's just always this back and forth. I mean, they just, there's just, they're just constantly butting heads on every single issue. Sure. The players union is, they don't ever want to give an inch because they feel like they give an inch and they're going to take a yard, right? right? So they just dig their heels in 
and the commissioner's office and, and the owners, they can't afford to have stoppage of play. Right. You know what I mean? So it's, it's counterintuitive. They Cannot need afford their it. players to play, yeah. but they can't have them stop. If they have them stop, they're going to lose even more viewership. Um, you know, and they're probably, look, all those sports compare to ML, you know, to the, all the all the four major sports. I don't know if hockey, but in general, all those sports, prepare, you know, they, they compare themselves from viewership, right? NFL, obviously, is king, right? Yeah. And then NBA, MLB, NHL, they all get together. They all talk. I, I know they do. And when it comes to commissioner's offices, front offices, things like that, they know that their viewership's declining. NFL's going up, even though they declined a little bit the last couple of years, but yeah. they're still going up. They're going right. to continue to go up. Yeah. They can't afford to do that. However... No. You start talking to these owners, they get these huge TV contracts. Is it because it's such a long season that they get these massive contracts? Absolutely. More games. That's yeah. why they don't want to, they'll never give up more than 162 games. Right, right. They start to go to 140. Guess what? They lose 22 games. Right. That's revenue that yeah. they don't want to lose. That's Absolutely. why they added games in the playoffs yeah. to add revenue. Um, that was the huge deal these last two years, especially shortened seasons, shortened playoffs. It's all about revenue, and right. revenue is generated the most on viewership in the playoffs. Average player salary shrank in the last. Of course it two did. Years. Absolutely, yeah. free agent deals, yeah. long-term deals. Yeah. Now that's also a shift in how they've um, valued players in general. Before, the old school, and this is a little bit outdated, but the old school theory was, you paid players for what they've done, which almost doesn't make sense. However, of not. it is what it is. Yeah. And, and you didn't play players for what they're gonna do. Now right. you play players for what they're gonna do right. rather than what they've done. Yeah. You know, it's basically you don't pay the older players, right? right. And that's what they want, these long free agent contracts. However, these free agents, they are, these young players are locked up for, you know, five years, four years before they actually really need to get paid. So right. there's just like, there's this constant tug and pull. And I, I really don't, I really hope that there's not a stoppage. If yeah. I had to guess, I'd say there's probably gonna be a delay in spring training. There, I don't know if there'll be a delay in the season, but there might be, um, but they got a ton of stuff to work out. I mean, yeah. even as simple as this um, foreign substance thing. Like yeah. they still, I'm sure there's still issues on that, on suspensions, how, on yada, yada, How yada. old were you for like um, 94, 95 season? Yeah, I remember that season. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. I was yeah, 12, right? Or right. whatever it was, yeah, 12, and, 13. And that was it, man. Like that was a big deal. Oh, it crushes the sport. Guess crushes what brought it back? Sport. Steroids. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> it wasn't until so, it wasn't, yeah, so, yeah, so Mark McGuire, yeah. right. And the league said, you know what? We're gonna let this go yeah. because it's working. Turn yeah. the blind eye. Right, exactly. So. That's what it took to get it really back. So right. it's like they know that it's detrimental to the sport. Yeah. So they can't have it happen. So they got to play nice in the sandbox. And the players union are tough. They are tough. They are rigid. Not they will go. not go. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, I really don't hope. I really don't hope it happens. But it looks like it's destined for that for sure. Like right, December second, of course. Like December second, yeah. 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 And then the question is, how long does it go? You know, do, do we miss part of spring training? Do we miss part of the regular yeah. season? We, yeah, and the um, players, and look, the players are ready. So every every time they- um, I've heard, so, so before you go down there, the owners have been preparing for this for years now. They've been setting aside money, saying like, all right, we know it's coming, but we're gonna win the battle this time. Mm -hmm. and, and like, that, that's, a, that's a scary setup. That is, but that's what the players union does. The that's players, what they, they I, the always union do. have done it too. So every time they re-bargain, right? Yeah. They, they agree on a new bargaining agreement. Yeah. I don't, it's usually a five-year clip. So after that first year, when it comes to players' revenue, other than like baseball off the field, so like um, 
sponsorship or video games, all that stuff. It goes into this big pot, right? So the, the first year after it, yeah. the players in the off season, you get a check. It's 100% whatever the profits was. They give it out. They divide it to the players. Yeah. The next year, it's 80%. They hold back 20%. Yeah. The next year, it's 60%. They hold back 40%. Yeah, yeah. They continue to hold back money. Yeah. So they have this war chest of money. So they know that every fifth year when they go into bargaining agreement, they, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. We'll stop playing and they Smart pay move. their players. So Smart if move. their players need money, they pay them out of that war chest yeah. and lawyers, yada, yada, yada. So you wonder why the NFLPA isn't doing so. Well, I don't know. But look, I mean, MLB hasn't given. They still have guaranteed contracts. Only Sports has guaranteed contracts no matter what. It's crazy. So it, it really is. It's, a, it's an absolute chess game. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it stinks from the fans' perspective. For but, sure. More you know, hopefully it doesn't it doesn't go to that, but it probably will. <laughs> End of the day. Well, it's been nice to switch it up and, you know, get out of the NFL mode for a bit, but at- Greg, we, we always like to kind of end the conversation with a little fantasy football talk. No doubt. Any interest any interest in fantasy football? Yeah, yeah, I got two leagues. I used to, I mean, I used to be in three leagues, four yeah, leagues. Got too way much. too much. You reach a point, yeah, you don't yeah. even know who you're rooting for. Yeah, it's like I can't even <laughs> keep up with it. So um, so this is usually the point of the show where I'll throw it to, to the guest and, and to Dr. Frey, and I'll usually say, hey, this guy's out. How long do you think? What, what should owners do, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Let's switch it up a little bit, right? All right. I got a list for you guys. Christian McCaffrey. Obviously, we know Derrick Henry, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Miles Sanders, Chris Carson, Delvin Cook, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. Jeez. Pretty much any... Noticing a theme. Any, right, yeah, exactly. any player that put on a 49ers uniform, if you're a running back, you're hurt. Baltimore Ravens, if you're a running back, you're hurt. DeAndre Swift, Antonio Gibson, Josh Jacobs, Saquon Barkley, hmm. Travis Etienne. We had an episode yeah. on his backup. We said, great fantasy pickup, James Robinson. He's also hurt. Yeah. I stopped making the list because I just <laughs> got tired of just adding. It's pretty much any running back. Yeah. Can we just speculate without any science behind it? Is it because we have a podcast now where I'm more attuned to this, right? Or no, this is is like it a, just me or it's is an it, epidemic? If you're a running back, <laughs> if you're a running back, you are probably questionable or or on the IR. Right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, look, and it's, that's it's insane, teams, right? I that's why no you don't idea. see these every down backs besides right. Travis Henry. Of course, right. he's hurt now, but like right. you don't see him because teams are like, man, I want three running backs. Yeah, somebody's gonna get hurt. I'm not yeah. gonna pay these guys crazy because they're gonna get hurt. Miles Sanders, here right. you go, right? So right. I, I, I mentioned, some, yeah, I mentioned him, and yeah, you know. yeah, yeah, and that's why every year in fantasy, and I probably shouldn't do this because I suck at fantasy, right. but whatever. Every year in fantasy, once I get through my guys, I start all I all I do is take backup running backs. Right, right. I backup running back, yeah. and right. I usually like Travis Henry's backup. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I try to handcuff the hell out of everybody right. yeah. sometimes it works it's actually working in one league this right. year but you know other than that it usually doesn't work yeah. but why not because what, all they do yeah. what do you think about the fact that this year there were only three uh, preseason games and, and and I don't know if it was directly a, re- a response to the fact that there were only three play, uh, fan, uh, preseason games but really almost no starters played do you no. think that contributes to the fact that something we've is. got I mean, so many guys different, so many seems. running backs out yeah, I mean, it could be. I mean, look, I mean, there's nothing like game speed. Mm-hmm. Right. It's great point. Nothing. nothing. Great so point. does one game help? Does two games help? I have no idea, but game speed matters. Right. And at the end of the day, you cannot replicate that. Um, so I don't care if it's a preseason game. I remember thinking after week one, not too many injuries. Looked like, yeah. Looks mm-hmm. like these guys did okay. They don't need it. Yeah. And then like week two, week three, week four, like what the heck is going yeah, on? The only thing that helped is that we didn't lose our guys before the season started. Right. right. Now, we got, like, now we got like a game or two. You got a game or, yeah, 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 We'll, we'll take the points, I guess. But, you know, <laughs> whatever. It's better not taking the points. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, this was fun. Greg, I can't thank you enough for, you know, yeah, making your way back down here again yep. for us. Dr. Frey? Yeah, we'll have more, we'll have more baseball talk. Well. I guess we're gonna have some time off. Oh, that sucks. And we'll do a some, bit we'll do like a spring training. Right. Uh, 
yeah, pictures you know, of catching yeah, reports like you know yeah, late yeah, February yeah, 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 we'll March. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Just yeah. winter meetings. Who knows? Yeah. We'll figure whatever it, out. it is. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Yeah, we'll we'll yeah. 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 just come down and have a beer with us either way. Before we go ahead and close out our tab for this evening, we want to thank our sponsors, Reconstructive Orthopedics, with our eight locations and focused on you approach, covering all of your orthopedic needs. The Energy Lab, the region's premier sports performance destination. Neck of the Woods Brewing Company, located right here at 614 Lambs Road, Pittman, New Jersey. We want to thank them for hosting us each and every week. And our good friends at Timber Real Productions, Joe Warner, our on-site producer, and Kyle Miller, our editor. Boys, thanks a lot, and we'll catch you guys next time.